0: you're listening to the mountain practice journeys podcast a comfy cozy place for private practice introverts highly sensitive therapists and solopreneurs who help and heal this is the place for practical nature-based magical support for your business and life There, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy. Here in episode 78, I'm going to chat with Hannah McCormick and Nicole Hiller of Showing Up Solo about how to come up with marketing content. Now, onto our conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm here today with Hannah McCormick and Nicole Hiller of Showing Up Solo. And Showing Up Solo is your guide to marketing your service based business online. So, welcome, Hannah and Nicole.
1: Hi, thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in your business?
2: Absolutely. Nicole, do you want to take (laughs) it? I was going to let you start off. I always like it when you start and then I add on to it. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, um, Nicole and I are a team.
1: We've actually, we both own our own businesses, but we figured out that it's a lot easier to create consistent, effective marketing if you team up with someone. So uh, we've been teaming up for the past um, year, like officially teaming up for the past year um, to create a podcast called Showing Up Solo and to provide service providers with marketing support, marketing consulting. Um, we, we basically help um, other service providers like ourselves get all the foundations in place to have an effective marketing strategy from web copy to email marketing to social media. And, um, we're just all about, um, just because you're a sole proprietor, just because you're a solopreneur, it doesn't mean that you have to be on your own. And, Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to build a community that, that people could feel supported
2: in. Yeah. I would say, um, that was like wonderfully described. It was, (laughs) Because we both had started our businesses in COVID and it was just so lonely. You know, everybody shifted from being in an office, working with people to being on their own. And while the opportunity of growing your own business is amazing, it's also really lonely at times. So Hannah and I luckily found each other and we realized that a lot of of our clients that we worked with and even just people we talked to, feeling really similar to us and we wanted to really grow um and provide a place for other people to not only learn but also have a place where they can connect with one another and not feel like they're doing it all on their own so yeah. yeah
1: i think the biggest part was um starting starting a business was both super empowering and I would never, I, I know for myself, I could never go back to not being a business owner. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I love it, but it's also so much hard work. So it's, it's like a double-edged sword that way. And um, we just really want to help as many other, um, especially moms like us who we're working from home. We're also um, we've also had to balance um, childcare and everything and. with before. And sometimes when you're an employee, it's not the easiest thing to do. So we really wanted to build our lives and our businesses around um, what we wanted to do with our, like how we want to prioritize our families as well. And we just want to help as many other um, people do that too, help them get started and um, discover like how awesome it is to be a business owner um, without having to go through quite so much of the the loneliness and the um, trial and error that we yeah. had to, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that's so important. And my sentiments exactly like I could never go back to working a regular job or working for someone else. But it it can be hard running your own business. And I'm all about simplicity and just finding, you know, the easiest way to do things and the most supportive and being able to find people, um, you know, that can help support you with this and maybe give you some tips and help to simplify things. Because, marketing and just being online is so overwhelming because you hear so much from all areas and you sometimes feel like you have to do it all, but it's like, no, you can have a simple, a simplified marketing strategy and and it show up in ways that feel good for you. So yeah, I'm really excited about our topic today. So today we're going to be talking about um, what to talk about in your marketing content and how to come up with content ideas because a lot of people, you know, they freeze when they're like, oh, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to put out there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would even start with people discredit their knowledge and expertise, and they think that. You know, you have to be this big, like, marketing guru to talk about anything. And I love how you really uh, worded it as, like, simplicity because it can be as simple as you need it to be. Um, just start from the beginning. You know, don't make assumptions that everybody knows what you know. Because you're the expert for a reason. So um, offering ways for people to learn about you, the services that you provide, uh, educating them about things, or like just even really great beginning steps to creating content.
0: Yeah, that's really important for therapists because we don't realize that you know when you've been in school for years and years and you're inundated with all this information, and then you you know you get out of school, you you're surrounded by other people in your field that all maybe know what you know, but you don't realize like your clients or the people you're trying to reach, they have no idea. Um, So like you said, starting with the basics and just some education about what you do, because not everyone knows all these terms or how you can help them.
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing to remember is when you are at that expert level, which if you're a service provider, for example, you are an expert, you wouldn't be a service provider providing a service if you didn't have a level of expertise. <laughs> um, but you can forget that. Um, There's a common problem I find is that people as a service provider, you know what the solution is to your client's problem, but they don't realize that that's the problem. They, how do I, it's like they, you've got someone a business owner who's super overwhelmed right they're they're super stressed and what they think is um like I'm at capacity i can't make any more money it's taking over my life i need an assistant and they think that the the solution to their problem is an assistant when actually the solution to their problem could be uh their, their actual problem could be that they have mindset blocks or money blocks that are getting away or they're systems and processes are just a mess. Like they're doing three times the work that they need to, and things could be automated or streamlined. And generally as a service provider, you could spot, that's the problem. You can, you can look at someone's life and go, yep, this is where, like, I can see this gap here. Then this is where I fit in and fix it all up. But your, your client is still in the, ah, I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what to do phase. You have to lead them from that to the realization that this is the, this is the problem and this is the solution. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I would even go take it a little step further and say, um, especially as therapists, right. You're, you're really taught to um, empathize and understand someone from uh, their point of view. And so in creating content, if you can really help people self-identify with your content, it'll make them feel that much more heard. You know, like, you understand where they're at. You understand the problems that they face. And they'll be like, wow, uh, like, I really feel seen. Like, this person knows who I am. Um, And so, like, creating content around that is just – it not only – builds that trust factor with your audience, but it also just shows that like you are a real person and you understand where people are at.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people in the helping fields, they're really good at this and they don't always give themselves the credit that they deserve that. Yeah. You know how to talk people, you know, how to make people feel heard and to, to use your voice. So I think, you know, just being able to believe that you have something really valuable to offer when it may not feel like it's this, uh, you know, the things that you post or the content that you put out there, it doesn't have to be mind blowing. It can be uh, the most simple thing and that can be the most helpful. So it doesn't overwhelm people.
1: Yeah. it, It could be, you don't need to publish a chapter from a textbook um, to be educational and informative in your content. You don't have to say, here are all the signs and symptoms, but you could say is, do you feel angry all the time? Or, you know, here's some like, like open up a conversation rather than bombard people with information. Be like, are you wondering why you feel tired all the time? Here are some things that could, could affect it, you know, and, and just invite some engagement from the, from your audience, like invite them to, join in the conversation and start to self-reflect a little bit.
0: Yeah. In addition to just like, um, first of all, recognizing that you do have something valuable to offer. uh, What are some other ways that can really get people into, you know, feeling more confident or, you know, being able to identify like, okay, what is it that I actually share with people and what do I post?
1: Um, well, there's a really, oh, sorry, Nicole. Oh, go I'm, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to go to my good old friend, Answer the Public. I don't know if you've heard of this website, answerthepublic.com. It is amazing. And um, what you do is you go onto this website and you type in a word or two, like you could type in therapist, for example. And what it does is it brings up a list of all the questions people are asking in search engines like Google Um all the questions with that word in it. So the, like it could be, what is a therapist? Or what kind of therapist? Or who is a therapist? or um, and, and basically it gives you, it does it visually or is it as, a, as a spreadsheet, whichever. I like the visual person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it basically shows you all the questions related to that word that people are actually asking. And so if you go there and you pull out these questions and answer them in your content, you're doing two things there. One, you're providing answers to the questions that people are actually asking and you're increasing the chances you'll be found through a search engine because you're you are directly responding to questions that people are.
0: Mhm are asking. Oh, I've never heard of that website. That's really cool. So even, so maybe, uh, let's say that there's a therapist out there that specializes in working with people with social anxiety. Is that so you could maybe type in social anxiety and see all of the questions that people are asking surrounding that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's, um, actually Hannah showed me that about a year ago and it, it really opens the door to, how you look at, um, creating content in your business as well as it kind of helps you to see what you look for things, um, for your own business as well. So, um, always knowing, um, what kind of questions to answer, but even going in your own socials, like in Instagram, go in your stories and ask, you can pull your audience to see like, what kind of things do they look for? What kind of things do they like? Uh, what information um, do they need more of? People like answering polls, um, mm-hmm. especially yes. when they can feel involved in things. Like people like to feel like they have a part in something.
0: Yeah, I yeah. love when people that I follow on Instagram, I can see in their stories and they have polls, and it's just really fun to answer the questions and interact with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Facebook groups are great for that as well. Um, if you can find a Facebook group where your your ideal client would be spending their time and asking those questions, um, the other thing that you can do is that I find the best way to get um, ideas for content is is conversations with strangers, <laughs> conversations with people who, who are outside your industry and don't know what you do. Um, I actually, my mom is as a pretty talented copywriter, and she um she was helping me convert a lot of my um video content into blog pieces for me um earlier this year. And she would she would mess me up and say, Oh, what does this word mean? So I understand it. And every time she'd call me up, she would give me an idea for another piece of content. We'd be doing something like lead magnets, and I'd Thought I'd explain what lead magnet is, and then she'd say, "Well, what's a landing page?" And I'm like, "Oh, I have to explain what a landing page is." And um, the more you get someone who really has no idea what you're talking about, the the um, more you try to explain it to them, the more questions you uh, you see you need to ex- you need to answer for your audience.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it can be really easy to surround yourself with people that are maybe in the same industry as you or just your colleagues and friends. And a lot of my friends are are coaches or therapists or solo business owners. So I'm just in that world. And so it's even, you know, even someone that's not in that world, even just the term therapist, some people think of that as a physical therapist or like a speech therapist or a mental health therapist. So even being able to distinguish like what your title is and what that means and how you help. Um, So it can get really, really nuanced.
1: And I, um, I also think um, one of the best questions, if you're just trying to start out is what do I keep telling people over and over again? Uh, and you may think, if I'm explaining this all the time, I shouldn't put this as content, but absolutely you should. Like that should be something you answer weekly, if not monthly, um or monthly, if not weekly, um in your content is whatever you have to tell people all the time, that should be in your content.
2: yeah, so essentially, that would be like how how their life can transform from the struggles that they have now to the services that you provide to help them. So, uh, and offering that in many different places, not just like a lot of people get stuck that uh, they think that they should only post about this once in one place, or if they do it too many times, it's redundant. But the likelihood of someone reading that all the times that you share it is very, very small. So actually, Posting it more, t- more often or putting it in a newsletter or in a blog or going on live and talking about it, the more times you talk about it, the more opportunity someone has to really see the expertise that you have.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's an important point because a lot of people do shy away from posting, uh, like they work up the courage to post this one thing and then they never post it again because they don't want to bother people or they don't want to be like, oh, well, everyone saw this. But, you know, if you post something on Instagram, like... people may see it for a day or two and then it's, it's kind of hidden, it's gone. And unless you go to someone's uh, profile and scroll down into their feed and look at all this old stuff, like people aren't going to see it again. So even, you know, sharing the same things, like you said, monthly or um, just to have them pop up and sharing them in different formats. And even people that I follow, if I really, you know, like what they're saying, And I see them, you know, I may read something in their newsletter, and then I see them talk about it on a video, and then there's a post about it, like, I don't get annoyed, it's, and I think that sometimes we uh, get to know people more, maybe, you know, whenever you go, and maybe, at a, at a holiday gathering, you have this one family member that tells the same story over and over again, and it gets to be really familiar and it's comforting. So I do think that you're, yeah, you're not going to annoy people by repeating some of the same things because also sometimes you have to see something or read it or hear it like six or seven times before it even really sinks in like the meaning of that or what you can take from it.
1: Yeah. You're actually helping your audience by repeating yourself because they may have, the first time they've encountered that piece of content, they might've been distracted. They might be doing something else. And it doesn't mean that it didn't. it's not um, important for them or useful for them, but they just weren't at the right place to process that information. So then they see it again and they go, oh yes, no, I was interested in this. Let me like take the time to read it. And maybe they even say the third time, like, okay, Now I just, I have to make a a call. Um, Like the more times they see it, you're actually helping them. You're helping them remember that they want to work with you because we all have busy lives and I think it's very, very easy um, to, for, to, to get very focused on, on you and what you're putting out there um, and forget that you are just one Voice amongst a sea of others. So if you have something important to say, you've got to be patient and keep saying it until you're heard.
2: Yeah, um, I would even add on to that that um, a lot of times we read something, at, like Hannah was saying, and it doesn't connect with us. And it might be at the place we're at in our business, in our lives. Um, and maybe we hear someone else say it and then it it make that connection of, Oh, I have heard that somewhere else. And then when you read it again from that person, um, your, your interest to, um, understanding and wanting to know more, um, might be, it might increase because you're hearing it more often and then you're wanting to get to know that person a lot more. So uh, people have this very curious lens that we just want to know more about people. We want to see that personal side of them. So um, having little opportunities to get to know someone is really great.
0: Yeah, that that leads me into a question that I had about you know the different types of content that you can share because people do want to get to know you more. Maybe they just don't want a, you know, stats and figures and helpful information, but so how do you recommend people balance by maybe just showing up and sharing something personal or, and how much they balance that with, Oh, here's a, here's a tip or a tool for this very specific thing. Because I notice sometimes like when I post something random, that's might be a little more personal, and it has maybe a picture of me, it gets more engagement than something that I posted. I'm like, Oh, this is really helpful information. It's going to help like so, so many people. So I do notice that sometimes when you can show up as your human self, that people are really interested in getting to know you.
2: Yeah, I think that is so important. Oh, Nicole, did you want to say something? Or- yeah, I was just going to say that I, I think at the beginning it really starts with what you're comfortable with and mm-hmm. and um, really staying true to who you are and what you want to share with people. Um, I think a lot of business owners feel like they need to show more or um, they need to share too much that maybe that they're not quite comfortable with. And while you know pushing yourself out of your boundaries is a really good opportunity for growing and learning. You have to do it at the pace that you're ready to do it at the beginning until you're ready to, to show more. Um, as well as like, you know, there's okay to kind of limit how much you share with people because you know you have to feel comfortable and confident with your own decision. And I think in terms of
1: what topics and what what um we like to call them content pillars, which is basically They're they're themes that you post around. So you you want to post educational content, informational content. Um, What that does, the function of that is help your audience understand the problem and the solution and and the technicalities of working with you, the, the what that you do. Sharing about you personally helps your audience realize that you're the one they want to work with. It's the why they should work with you. Um so like there's there's therapists, there's lots of therapists. <laughs> you know, why would they pick you over another therapist? And that's going to come through in your presence, in the way you speak, in um your mannerisms. People want to have uh, an emotional connection with you, to choose to work with you or feel comfortable and content about you, that's a little bit more personal, is the perfect way to do that. Whether it's sharing a story of how you came to where you are, or um, like past experiences, or um, like for example, I'm always talking about that my kids will pop into calls and everything, because that's a reality of my life, and it's a reality of a lot of my clients' life, so they can see that I can empathize with them, or that they don't have to feel pressured to appear perfect around me because I am most certainly not um and then the other really important pillar I like to I honestly I think there's three there's educational connection and then there's promotion and this is the part that a lot of people shy away from they don't like to be salesy and I think especially when you're in a service-based industry um most of us get into a service-based industry because we like to help people and we don't Want to feel like we're forcing ourselves on them, but you, your educational content covers the the what, um, the um, personal covers the why, and the promotional is the how. This is how we can work together. Telling people, oh, so you you figured out that you might want some therapy. You figured out that I'm a the therapist. You want now what? Well, this is the ways we can work together. We can do like this package or this package or weekly or monthly, or you have to tell people how they can work with you. Don't expect them to do all the hard work and to guess you need to show them and ask them clearly, I'm available to work with you and here's how. Um, And that's, that's a huge part that people
2: forget or, or intentionally shy away from because they can feel uncomfortable. I know we've had a few conversations with uh, a number of therapists that we've worked with as clients and they, they feel icky. Even us, like at, at times we felt icky, you know, of like feeling salesy of trying to explain to people why you're the person who can help them. But do you look at it as you're the salesman or you're the person who is like supporting them to get past this challenge that is holding them back from where they want and need to be. So it's really like changing a a, a mindset block as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important um changing that mindset. So it's not uh it's not slimy or icky to you know tell people your offers um cuz there are some really gross techniques out there but people in my sphere don't use those um so I don't think we have anything to worry about if you know we have our social media pages and we're posting about our new offers and saying how we can help people like the people that are following us have chosen to follow us and get our content or the people that have signed up for our newsletters or that have opted in in any way to hear what we're what we're about, then they're it's almost like they've given that consent to hear about your offers and hear about how you can help. So I think changing that mindset to where it's uh, it really is you're offering your services because you do want to help people.
1: Well, and yeah, like Nicole and I, we worked together um, as like contracting for each other prior to officially kind of sort of teaming up. Um, And we worked really hard on creating packages that um, addressed the consistent problems we found our clients had. Like we kept having clients who were missing the same things from their marketing plan. There was, it was, it was always these gaps. And we thought, okay, we want to create a package that gets, has everything (laughs) in it right? So that they, they get set up. Now, let's say we work really hard on this package that we know is going to help a lot of people because it's based on the solutions we've given to other people. And then we just don't tell anybody about it. We're not helping anyone Mm -hmm. by not telling them it's available. If you've worked really hard to craft a package, whether it's some kind of group coaching or um like an extensive um like mastermind or something like if you've taken the time to craft something knowing that it is going to help people and then you don't tell them you're not helping anyone so if you can acknowledge that telling people i.e. promoting and selling your product your package is in fact helping it is being of service um i think that's the really key thing to remember
0: Yeah. And I love those pillars that you mentioned where it really is about, you know, that educational piece and maybe getting to know you piece. And then a lot of people forget that other piece of letting people know how they can work with you and that promotional piece. And it's equally as important as the others because that's what keeps you in business. You know, that's how you can continue to provide your services. And that's by people investing in your services.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, I like, I like it nice, simple, a lot of, uh, if you're managing your marketing on your own, it's a lot to ask to post like five times a week or something or seven days a week. So I like to just think about um, a simple three post a week, marketing plan. post Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are the days that get the most action and post and just check those boxes off. Okay. I need one educational post, one connecting post that's going to either help my audience feel heard or show them that I'm the right person to help them um, or inspire them. And one promotional. So ask for the sale once a week. And it doesn't have to be right away, like work with me. It could be, I have a free resource that you would find very useful, or I have this many spots available for clients this month, or I have a, a workshop coming up and it doesn't have to be the same message every week. But if you try to think, I need to check off those three boxes every week, your content planning becomes so much easier. Yeah, I like that. That makes
0: it easy and you know that you're covering all the bases and people can see see all that you have to offer. Like they can see that you're helping them, they get to know a little bit about you and they know what you what you're offering. Um yeah, yeah, I think that's great and that way it's not overwhelming and people can, you know, have those little categories and I think that's going to help them when they're wondering, "Oh, what do I post or what do I even talk about?" and i know even for me sometimes at during those other posts like if it's not a promotional post on a few of them i'll still put at the very bottom maybe like a sentence it's like yeah we um we go over some of this in my mastermind so you know check out the link if you're interested so it can just be a one little sentence something uh, that you can add really at the end of any post just to continually let people know yeah i am available for this or i have this offering
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of people feel that they need to post just to post. But if you are providing um, good content that people to post often, and it's like you said, all you need to do is offer something at the bottom that shows how they can get more info from you or how they can get in contact with you. People want to know that they can connect with you more, not how often they need to connect with you.
0: Yeah. And I think that for some of the people that are a little afraid of those big promotional posts, like that was a way that I kind of got started in that where it was just like a little PS at the bottom. Uh, Because initially, I was feeling really shy about like, Oh, I don't want to seem too salesy or be too promotional. So I would do this really great post and give some valuable information. And then at the bottom be like, Oh, yeah, by the way, PS this. And I've continued doing that, even though now I've added on the promotional post where really, that's what it's about. It's like, hey, come join me for this.
1: Yeah. And it's okay to put a call to action. And in fact, you should be putting a call to action with every piece of content, even if the call to action is just an invitation to comment or to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't put a call to action at the end of your captions, um, which is, like you said, just that little sentence saying, hey, go here to learn more or reach out to me via DM or let's have a call um, or just even head to the link in my bio to see what else I have to offer. Um, it's a bit like dinner without dessert, (laughs) you know, your, your audience is looking for the, if they've gotten to the end of your caption, they want more, you know, it's, it's like, um, leaving an episode on a cliffhanger, you know, they're like, wait, I want to, you know, I'm ready to binge, give me some more content. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a
0: good rule of thumb. Like anything that you put out there, give the reader something to do with that, whether it is inviting them to comment or asking a question, oh, you know, like, oh, do you prefer this or this? And and just it incentivizing them to comment. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's a great rule of thumb because it is, like you said, kind of like a cliffhanger. If they've made it all the way in, all the way to the end of your post reading it, it's like, okay, what now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would say uh, a lot of people don't use call to action as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, even a simple one of um, check out my link in my bio or have you read my new blog? I find that a lot of people don't use the, or use their call to action incorrectly because they feel guilty about asking something of someone. You know, it's like, I don't want you to, to do something for you, for me, because I feel like I need to do it for you. So it's really understanding how it builds the relationship um, and the trust. Yeah, I think it's very easy in this
1: world of social media to Feel like you need to be a content creator, and yes, you need to be creating content for your marketing. But your job—you're not, um, unless you're like that's what you do. You're a professional YouTuber or Instagram influencer. If you're actually using social media to market your business, then that's what it should be doing, and that should be the focus. That should be where the energy goes. And and um, if you take anything away, I think you should remember that marketing is just helping strangers <laughs> helping helping your ideal clients go from not knowing who you are to knowing that they want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what your content needs to do is bridge that gap between not knowing who you are, not knowing you exist to knowing they want to work with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the simplest way to put it. And it makes it um, less overwhelming and intimidating when you think about online marketing or showing up. And, uh, yeah, if you can just keep that in mind, then I think it will be easier to create that content to, to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that, um, that y'all can think of any final words on this topic?
2: I think try not to overthink it. I know we just shared like a lot of information. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like you said at the beginning, uh, try and be as simple as you can, um. And start from the beginning, you know, try and look at it as if you're talking to someone who is completely new to this topic and you're really trying to guide them along. Um, start there.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Before we end, why don't you tell people like how they can find out more about you, if you have any any offerings and where you're at on social media?
1: Absolutely. Well, so we have our podcast, uh, showing up solo. Which you can also find on YouTube, our channels, everything's showing up solo. You can find us everywhere with showing up solo. Um, but we liked that's our series is all about breaking down bit by bit, all the elements of marketing. So if you are trying to figure out from scratch, how, to, what is marketing and how to do it? Uh, I highly recommend our series as a, as a good place to start. And, um, We also have um, a freebie called the Full Circle Content Guide, and it actually walks through how to find a topic and then how to create what we call a long-form piece of content, i.e. a a blog post, a video, or a podcast episode, and then take that piece of content and turn it into 20-plus pieces of content. So, um, you can find that through our website and through our, our links and our bios, and I'm sure you'll be happy to leave the link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I love that you mentioned that. So Hannah and Nicole are going to be joining us again next week, and we're going to be talking about how to make your content go further by repurposing and it's and expanding on what you already have. So I'm excited to have that conversation. too. Yeah. 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 Thanks for being here.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. For episode 79, I'm going to continue my conversation with Hannah and Nicole about how to make your marketing content go further. If you haven't yet listened to episode 77, I urge you to do that. That solo episode was called, I was boring because I was scared. I'm truly grateful that you choose to join me here for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. For more inspiration and to see what I'm up to, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. If you're enjoying yourself here, please head over to Apple Podcast and hit those five stars, and I'll be over the moon. And if you'd like to work with me, join me in Forest Mind, my cozy small group mastermind for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. May the forest be with you.